Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is Matt, the creator of POV Culture. This episode is a little bit different. This is episode 002 of Culture. I'm interviewing a lady by the name of Kelly Swan. She's the primary media partner for my foundation, the Your Truth Foundation. And it really, in the description of this episode, I put what I truly mean. This is, this is one of the few genuine people I've found in marketing and advertising and somebody who's truly passionate about actually helping people get to where they want to be. I ran a marketing company in 2015. We did a lot of the same stuff together. We did business consulting and we helped people grow websites and social media and ultimately their business. And we talk a lot about that. We talk about empathy. We talk about passion and comparison and what's going on with this like entrepreneur fad in society right now and how we all think, or we all think, but there's this pressure around how cool it is to have your own business, but also how hard that is and how how much everybody maybe isn't designed for that. And we talk a lot about it. And truly, this is this is somebody who reached out and well, actually I reached out to her and really created an amazing relationship and has helped me a lot. And hopefully through listening to this and if you end up contacting her, she can help you too. Amazing human being. So without further ado, this is Kelly Swan. This is going to be the second episode of culture. I think it's going to be the second episode. So the way this podcast works is I have three like subsets of POV culture. Mm-hmm. So I originally started this thing to be able to open up empathy and like tell people stories because somebody's story in their voice, in their language, hearing it from their mouth is so much more impactful than me trying to summarize it or me trying to like write Absolutely. a blog post about them. And uh, I it really it was stimulated by seeing people who had been through abuse and the support systems around them, not understanding and not having the empathy for it and wanting to have a platform for people to be able to tell their stories so that support systems around people ultimately could have more empathy and not look at them after three months and be like, it's been three months, you should just get over it. Yeah. You know, and that happens so much. So I wanted to create this thing where people could have more empathy and be able to understand stories from the, I mean, I had a girl come on here and tell me that she was stabbed in her apartment in Portland and this guy Rodney had, this guy Rodney was incredible. I mean, he's, he's one of my brothers, he's one of my speakers and he, uh, he's been every single prison in Southern California, Nevada all sorts of darkness, addiction, all this stuff, and just like came out the other side of it. Now he speaks with me to youth. He's on a master's full ride scholarship. Yeah, like, dude's incredible. Beautiful. Yes. So I'm here today with Kelly. Your last name is Swan. Swan. <laughs> Kelly, Kelly Swan. And she's a, uh, she's one of, she is our primary media partner for the Your Truth Foundation. She's helping us and has helped us a bunch in the past. And I don't know, do you want me to steer you? Do you want to kind of introduce yourself and say who you are and what you're about or? Um, either one. I mean, if we want to talk about something specific. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I think you're doing. I think you're doing incredible work, and I want to kind of get into what was the driving piece to kind of get you into doing the work because I think that people who are in your position don't have the disposition that you do. Is especially when it comes to media or promoting other people. A lot of times, it's like, how many likes can they get me? How many followers can they get me? Yeah. And that's what really intrigued me about you is that it was completely the other way around. And, yeah. and, I, and I'm curious, usually the hard question I drop on people right away is like, what is your earliest memory? And if you would be open to sharing it, because I feel like it's one of the transformational pieces that kind of sets us up as a person. My earliest memories. I didn't, I didn't prep you at all for this. No, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's better that way though. Um, you get more authentic answers. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think the, the earliest memory I can recall on the fly is living in uh a tiny condo down in san diego with my parents Mm. um we had basically little to no money and 
we were scraping by and my parents were trying to figure out their stuff and yeah. trying to, you know, get the job to get the house kind of thing and get life sorted out. But um, I just, I have these little blips of memory of being in, like in that space and in the little backyard that we have like with mm -hmm. them and just being ridiculously happy with nothing mm -hmm. um and i think that that is something that i've always kind of kept in the back of my head mm -hmm. as far as how i've lived my life is that the the definition of happiness and, and mine not really being the same as everyone else's and the fact that i've never really needed much to be content but yeah. it really has always been about like the people that i surround myself with and the people i spend my time with so Absolutely. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's that's probably it. Yeah. You know, tra drawing on you know like chalkboards and like you know trying to throw rocks over to the neighbor next door or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my earliest memories. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. So what what is the work that you're currently doing? Is this is, is SD local your full time thing or are you? Yeah, um, I do my own branding and social media consulting on um, kind of alongside it. Uh, the the purpose for my consulting work was to really connect with just local creatives and innovators mm -hmm. and helping them just mm -hmm. kind of get on their feet. So I started doing graphics and websites and mm -hmm. just anything that anyone needed, I basically just said yes. Yeah. And I would figure it out along the way and I would teach myself how um, because I just wanted to help people get to a place where they could share what they did with everyone else mm -hmm. um, because that's always been my biggest inspiration is just watching other people get super hyped about what they love yeah. and I get super ampy about it. Absolutely. Um, so that's kind of where it started. But the more and more I did it, the more I learned about the struggles that these people were going through and like the things that were really holding them back. And a lot of times it was just that they either didn't have the money or the resources or the connections to just get in front of people. Mm -hmm. They just didn't know how to get their face in, you know, on the billboards and they didn't right. know how to get the meetings with the big wigs with the money, just all these different things. So um, through Support SD Local, I wanted to create a platform where it wasn't about you know, how much is it going to cost me to advertise with you or, you know, how many followers do I need to be a sponsor or something like that. It was just if you're doing something really rad and you're trying to help your community and you're trying to do good in the city of San Diego, I want to help. Yeah. So it's amazing. Yeah, that's what it's grown into. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So as SD Local, seems, it seems to me to be like, that's really how it came across when you pitched it was it was like a, a true representation of of what I think that media and marketing should be or what, what people trying to advocate for other people should be. Mm -hmm. And the incentives for you, it's like, it's amazing that you've shown, I mean, even when I, <laughs> when I reached out to you, it was like, no, no, we'll just come, come and sit and we'll do it for free and it's all good and I'll give you my time. And it's like, it's almost unreal, like what you're, what you're doing. And, and I'm curious, like where your thought process comes from or where, like, how do you even become the kind of person because it's so much easier for the incentives to line up to be like actually it's going to be sixty dollars for our first session it's going to be two hundred dollars what you know what i mean you're going to get yours up front because there's a lot of that especially in advertising and marketing like there's a lot of sharks yeah and, and i'm curious how you actually find a good person or end up being a good person <laughs> in marketing not to make it a, seem like a terrible industry but it yeah. can be yeah no and i've definitely seen that um because i i went to college up in la and i think that when i was up there yeah i wasn't actually in really like the advertising world. It was more in the art world, but th it was so cutthroat. And I just, I saw so many people like lose their friendships yeah. and cut ties with family and just all these different things. And it was just this, this struggle for fame and fortune constantly. And when I came back down to San Diego, I, 
I just said I wanted no part of it. Mm -hmm. um, I still loved marketing. I still loved being able to connect with people and talk to people and support people and all mm -hmm. these things. But that just wasn't the driving force for me because I saw it corrupt the mission yeah. so quickly. Yeah, okay. um, and I saw so many people who had such great talent and just get pushed aside yeah. because they didn't they weren't enough whatever it was they didn't have enough didn't weren't enough didn't say enough right, it becomes about the metrics and the kpis yeah how much how much revenue like it just becomes about and i feel like that's where the downfall is is that it starts to become about the numbers and what numbers we're going to hit and to, to artists especially the, the creatives in it the people who have their idea it's a lot of times that's the poison of it is mm -hmm. taking what they love and turning it into math yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and Honestly, I think that that's been something that's kind of helped me through the whole process because uh, I'm really stubborn mm. and I'm really <laughs> hard-headed sometimes. And when people start telling me like, oh, well, this is the way things are done and this is how you have to do it and mm. you have to make money so you're going to have to have sponsorships or have advertisements, my whole system basically just shuts off and yeah, puts up a wall absolutely. and I go into like full defense mode where, you know, it's like, no, 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 no. we're talking about something different. You yeah. know, that's totally fine. I have nothing against traditional advertising. Yeah. It's just not what I want to do. And I think that kind of closing myself off of those conversations about, no, that's wrong and that's not what's expected of you or that's not going to bring you success continuing to keep that voice out of my head has mm -hmm. really helped. Absolutely. Um, but really, it's just been, I mean, I think I was also, I was lucky enough to be raised by two beautiful human beings who have instilled in me that you must care for your fellow man. Um, the The level of empathy that my mother has is extraordinary. She, she takes it to a whole different level. Like she will not take the shirt off your back for you. Like she'll take the shirt off, she'll give you her shoes, like she'll give you the keys to her car, like she'll give you everything. And she's always been that way. And I get that from you. If that, that, <laughs> that's what I mean is that I, I sense that in you. And that's a lot of the reason why I was like, how do you become this person? Thank because you. I sense that from you. I'm like, damn, I, I, I know how much you truly care. And like, we barely, we sat, this is our second time sitting down. Yeah. But, I, but I, I feel that in you. I'm like, damn, that's a good human. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, no, and, and that's where it's just that, I've, whenever I've felt that from anyone else, especially like coming from a family and feeling that from my own parents, but whenever I've been able to connect with other people who I feel that from, I just get the sense of, of being at home mm -hmm. and just like finding my tribe. And every time I've been able to help someone who didn't have the opportunity to do it elsewhere, didn't have the money or something like that, that feeling comes back. It's, it is a huge, it's a selfish driving force, but I yeah. find so much joy. I, I just, I'm so elated by watching other people, you know, find their, you know, get yeah. they get into their groove and find their success and do what they love. Yeah. So I think it's a combination of all of those things where I was taught at a young age, like you must love others more than you love yourself. And then going through struggles and hardship and the pains of life and becoming an adult and saying, I still want to be this way. Yeah. But now I understand that you can't do it in certain avenues. So now I have found my place and, and the way that I can help people. And yeah. you using my own natural talents and using my own personality and quirkiness to, you know, like <laughs> help me along and just kind of like forge my own path in that way. Because I was I also kind of grew up never really feeling like I fit in mm -hmm. or that 
there was no clear-cut path for me. I, I hear that. So, <laughs> yeah, so it was like I was looking at advertising and marketing and falling in love with certain aspects of it. And then when social media became a thing and blew up, um, I saw so much potential for it and so many opportunities. But, of course, it kind of it tends to go in a more superficial or just kind of... I don't know, self-destructive kind of way. Okay. Yeah, and so that's also another part of what we want to do with Support SD Local is that eventually we want to kind of create a, a program and a system that actually helps influencers who have who have the following and, you know, who have the sponsorships and who are those celebrity kind of people in San Diego that people look up to, but to basically open up the doors for them to show their vulnerability to say, you also... You know, they they being looked at as those are the people that you need to be like. But when you talk to those people, Absolutely. they're still just human beings and they're still struggling and they're having anxiety attacks yeah. about, you know, trying to share something or what, taking down posts because they mm -hmm. think they're too fat and they didn't get enough likes and all these things. It's just such a self-destructive kind of place to be. Mm -hmm. So just kind of bridging that gap saying, you know, taking down all of the walls and taking down the curtain to say like, we're all just human. Yes. And if we can all just help each other, we're all gonna be a lot happier. Yeah, absolutely. And I like, there's so much in that because there's like this world of social media and how it's affecting people who are trying to start a business, how it's affecting people who are currently in it and they're compare. I mean, the followers and the likes and the views and, and how much how, how little it plays into everything, but how, how much it, it's a big deal because of our perception of it and, and exposure ultimately. And then the same thing too is this, this endless comparison that human beings do yeah. of, you know, I, they have a better life than I do or my life is worse than them and, and, and how it makes us, I mean, we never get a chance to truly live in the present or actually figure out who we are. And if you try to stack a business on top of that, you're trying to yeah. develop of like, I don't know who I am let alone what this incredibly difficult thing that I'm trying to create is, and you're stuck comparing that to somebody else and using somebody else's metrics as to how to, it's a whole, it's a whole wormhole. Yeah. And that's why I think coaches and consultants and, and branded, like just the whole world of advertising and people who are doing it in the right way, um, it, it's one of the most important things ever. I did the same thing in 2015. I, I had a company called Foothold Creations. The whole idea was like, if I could just help people get a foothold in their market, like yes. just something, if they can just just start, usually they'll they'll have they'll have the chance to create momentum and you know have, be supported. It, it's it's a big deal. I, I want to talk a little bit about. Uh, I don't know this. I've been I've been trying to. Get, this is kind of selfish. I've been trying to get this conversation <laughs> okay. off my chest for a little while. Was like entrepreneurship and how glamorized it's becoming and how cool it's becoming yes. for everybody to have their own thing and everybody to be like, I'm starting a brand. And their, their Instagram page and their bio, it says hashtag entrepreneur and hashtag lady boss or whatever. Yeah. Like, and, and I think that it's, entrepreneurship is one of the hardest, loneliest things you can do. Absolutely. A lot of the time. If you're made for it, like I've been doing it since I was like 14 where I was like, I'm detailing people's cars in, the, in, the, in my neighborhood. Like yep. I've always kind of been the kid that never fit in when it's just hustling, trying to make things work. But I think for a lot of people aren't, engineered for it you know whether it's socially or genetically mm -hmm. and there's a lot of hurt in it I think that there's a lot of depression there's a lot of comparison anxiety there's yeah. a lot of stigma around it and people thinking that and then, and then on top of that you have people like top end influencers who are selling to kids that quit your nine to five and make a hundred grand this year no problem and it's yeah. like but if, if you believe that and you follow these people and you aren't able to execute on that and you aren't able to convert on what everybody thinks you should be able to do then clearly the problem must be with you. Yes. And that's a scary place to be. And I think that there's a lot of suicide, there's a lot of depression in that place. And I think we need to be really thoughtful about 
what's going on with with kids especially in college silicon valley but it seems like moms and like i'm just getting into the mom blog world in san diego mm -hmm. because of the event that i have coming up on the 31st and i'm like i'm trying to and it's just like whoa all these there's fashion blogs and travel blogs and food blogs and everybody has something and they all kind of like look super similar and they're all kind of like i don't know and i i'm curious your take on what you, what you think about entrepreneurship and what you think about it being super cool and what you think i don't mean <laughs> i don't, I don't right? know because some people agree with it they're like yeah it's the coolest thing ever but i think it's not the thing for a lot of people and yes. especially as i'm starting to like climb and whatever the fuck you want to call it popularity <laughs> or status like as as i get more confident really it's more confident myself and talking more i'm seeing people respond to me and the compliments are amazing but at the same time it's like don't don't need to be like me you don't mm -hmm. like be like you like you, I wouldn't want you to be like me. Like it's crazy up here. Yeah, like, exactly. I, Nobody else yeah, can do this. Exactly, yeah. and, and you shouldn't, because I couldn't do what you do in your head either. So, I, I, you'd be curious. What, what, do you, what do you think about entrepreneurship and this this trend and where we're going? Well, the, I mean, that's really what I think it is. Yeah. I think that at least right now, being an entrepreneur is trendy. Yeah. And I think that, like any trend, it has a really, really big potential to be really volatile for yeah. people who are comparing themselves and who are thinking that that's the end all be all and that's the answer to all of their struggles because for me it worked out, you know, like you, yeah. where I can't really imagine myself in any other position because I've never been able to fit into other people's molds and I haven't really been able to find a place where I felt like what I was doing was purposeful and had value and I was being fulfilled and I was fulfilling someone else. Right. I've just never been able to, to find that. Right. And that could just be a matter of I couldn't find the right boss or something. <laughs> but for me, the answer was going off and, and creating something for myself. But I mean, I sit down and I consult with people all the time and I hear these stories and these struggles and, you know, oh, well, I have, you know, I have these, ki I have kids and, or I have this other job that I'm working to, or mm -hmm. my mom's sick or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's all these different things. And then they say, yeah, but so I'll, I'll get to it. Mm -hmm. I'll get to it eventually. And it's like, no, 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 to be a successful entrepreneur, you have to, that has to be it all the time. You are turned on all the time yes. and there is no breaks. And once you get to a place where things are working, you know, that's obviously that's the more glamorous side of it. But the struggle working yourself up to a place where you can be comfortable and create that life that you're looking for, that in between phases is hard and mm -hmm. lonely and mm -hmm. can be very dark mm -hmm. and, and just it can be fraught with a lot of turmoil yeah. and people aren't talking about that. Exactly. And I think that really that's the part that we should be talking about more because not everyone is cut out for it. Mm -hmm. It's They're not meant for it. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, some people thrive in a team atmosphere with lots of social interactions and working together and and that's their thing. So working in a company makes sense. Yeah. As an entrepreneur, if you want that life, if you want to be with people all the time, like you have to be connecting constantly. You yeah. have to be going after, you have to be hungry for other people, but other entrepreneurs are busy too. Mm -hmm. So you get to this place where, you know, you think that it's going to be this amazing glamorous thing. You're gonna have, you know, this free schedule, you get to do whatever you want. And then six months in, you realize that, you know, you don't have enough money to pay your mortgage or that, you know, the car payment's coming and you're trying to decide whether or not you should just sell the car and take Uber, you know, it's like, <laughs> exactly. it's crazy. Yeah. But that's where I think um, with social media and, you know, 
Instagram and blogs and things like that, it's just all been glamorized so much mm -hmm. and we're only showing the best parts of it. Mm -hmm. So of course people are saying like, that's what I want, that looks amazing. Yeah. But you're not talking about the two years of depression that you had to overcome because of it to get to this point. Okay. So. I agree. I have a I have a series of like a hashtag that I'm starting and I'm, I'm actually calling people out on Instagram and it's hashtag how I failed. And I'm literally making graphics talking about the things that I failed at. The first thing I ever did, I failed at like just trying to highlight more of like there's 20 things for every one thing that was like it's successful. Yeah. There's 20 things that failed for every one thing that I've done that was successful. And I mean, for, for five years, segments of my life, everybody's like, when are you going to grow up? When are you going to get your shit together? And just like all of this pressure yeah. from all of the people that I loved. And that can be really hard. And I think that you don't have to be this. If you want to be this, it's awesome. And I think that on the other side of that, in this day and age, there's never really been a better time yes, to be absolutely. an entrepreneur because you have the ability to communicate. I mean, this is going to go out to potentially hundreds, thousands of people mm -hmm. and we're doing it from a school library and I'm going to press one button. I, that, that's just amazing. Yeah. That we, we could never have done that before. So like, it's weird how amazing it is, but also how weird it can be. Yeah. And I don't know, I, I think that maybe we could, uh, on, on the flip side of that, talk a little bit about business strategies and techniques and you can you and I could kind of give away you know a few of the things that we, yeah. we tell people and we could do that and then we could maybe make this only five or ten minutes long and then then cut it and I'll show you okay but um what what is uh what's the most common thing you see that people get tripped up on and I know that's that's, that's a hard question because you have a lot to think about yeah. yeah um and if you and if, if you want I can I can start and you can kind of yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd, so, I'd love to hear what you have to say too. <laughs> so my, my, it's weird how I have these little like theories. So this may be a theory in the world because I do this thing. Like, it happens to me, weirdly enough, a lot where I'll think of something. I'll be like, ooh, that's an interesting way to think about it. And then I'll read about it in a book. I'm like, mm. oh, wow, somebody, somebody else also <laughs> right? thinks the way I do. <laughs> exactly. I, I have this and I wish I had like, I'm going to create a diagram or a visual or a video or something for this. But I think that there's... From what I've seen, there's three stages in my mind, how I conceptualize businesses. There's three different cycles. The first cycle is like the creative cycle. It's, it's the generation, it's the idea phase. Like that would be cycle A. Then from cycle A, you have to go to distribution. And distribution would be actually going to market. Whether that's, I mean, when I first started One Way Out, distribution for me in the beginning was just taking people to dinner and telling them about my idea. Mm -hmm. That was distribution, just getting some other feedback from people in the world that were not in my head. This, the third ring for me is evaluation and what actually happened. And then I think, to me, that's how I conceptualize business is that we're creative, we distribute whatever the creative is, we evaluate how the creative was received, and then we do it again. Mm -hmm. And I and and I that's the way that I've conceptualized to people and it seemed to have been taken well. But the, the place where I see most people get stuck is they, they're in this creative place where you have a mom who wants to start a blog I have a guy who has a patent, something like that. And they, they'll go and they'll use their expertise because they love it so much. They'll use their expertise for their cookie recipe or for the page that they're starting to build. And they'll be so creative and so good at it that they want to make it perfect. Mm -hmm. And they'll never move to the distribution phase. And, it's, and the more I found, the more artistic somebody is, the more creative they are, the more they'll find everything that's wrong with what they're doing and they'll rationalize never actually going to market by saying, no, 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 this has to be perfect. Mm -hmm. The website design, the social media, the contact page, everything needs to be just so. And they think that they're doing business, but they're not actually doing business because they're not actually distributing. 
you're designing around your model of what other people think. Mm -hmm. So that's where I people get, see people get stuck is we need to get comfortable with the creative. We need to get comfortable. It doesn't need to be perfect because it's like a, the battle plan never lasts past the first battle. Mm -hmm. So we have to get to distribution. We have to show this to somebody, whether that's you show, show it to your mom and you tell her what she thinks, ask a friend to buy your t-shirt, whatever it is, you have to distribute and then you have to evaluate and go, okay, what did other people think? Mm -hmm. But I see people get stuck between that like A and B frame of creative and we use this rationalization piece to make excuses around like, I'm rationalizing, it needs to be perfect, I'm working so hard, but you can spend three years and never make that jump to distribution all the while you're analyzing to your wants and needs, not necessarily your market's wants and needs. Yeah. And then from there, you never get to evaluation and things fizzle out because you can't even pay the bills that way because you're still building this thing you've been building forever. Yep. So please, like, <laughs> I, if, I, if I tell anybody, I'm like, just do something. Like, do something, ask somebody else. Get to a place where you're like, okay, I'm all right with this. And that, that's where I think coaches are so important mm -hmm. is that the coach can be like, no, no, this is good enough. Let's put it out. Are you sure? Yes, let's put it out. Because yep. it doesn't matter nearly as much as you think it does once you've put it out. And at least you'll have feedback to go, oh, I suck. Or, oh, I'm great. Or usually somewhere in between. And then you can keep going down the road and you go through thousands of cycles of creative distribution and evaluation. Thousands of times to yep. finally get somewhere over you need to be. Over and over and over again. Yeah. It's just the way I conceptualize it, but no, just, it's just do something. <laughs> yeah, no, and I think that that, I mean, that is huge. You basically just explained the biggest struggle I had mm. um, all of last year, yeah. you know, and because it's, I, I think that in a social media era where we are thinking that, you know, an Instagram feed is real life mm -hmm. and we are constantly comparing ourselves and constantly putting this immense pressure on our shoulders to be perfect mm -hmm. and to be worthy and all of these things. Uh, it's gotten to a place where people are so afraid to just put themselves out there yes. because the rejection now is yeah. so much greater, I feel, than it has been in, in years past. Yeah, I mean, it, other generations <laughs> didn't have to deal with yeah, that. They, it, didn't, they didn't hear, they didn't see the, the comments right. in, within the first five minutes of posting something. You know, right. it's like you create a product, you create an ad for it, you put it out in the newspaper. People right. read it and either people buy your stuff or they don't. Right. And it, that was it. But now we live in this this time that's so much more personal and so much more intimate than that. Yeah. And I don't feel like people are really respecting that or really kind of giving it that space to say, you know, I'm with you on the couch, giving you my criticism right now. I like that visualization. You know, and that's what it is where I think that, I think that when people talk about it, they don't really put it into that kind of visualization. But as the entrepreneur or as the creator, who's, you know, building all of, you know, like you're putting all of your passion into this thing and you're building it all up and there's just all this pressure. And so you're sitting there like, okay, I hope they love it. I hope they love it. And you put it out there. Yeah. Every single comment that comes back immediately is as if somebody walked in your front door and said, oh, by the way, that's awful. Yeah. And walked away, you know, yeah. and it's just, it's so much more intimate. I've and never conceptualized it like that for anybody, <sighs> but that's, that's a great way to visualize it. Yeah. I mean, well, that's honestly something that that I struggled with a lot in when when Instagram, Facebook, when it all came out yeah. right in the beginning, I hated it yeah. and I wanted no part of it. I actually started in social media kind of late in the game as far as you know what the standards I think are mm. nowadays. But uh, I I just couldn't stand that idea of letting someone in so intimately so quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, I definitely had had some scars and and didn't want to let people in that closely. And it's taken me a long time to get to a point where I'm 
more comfortable with that. But even now, still struggling with, you know, getting up in the morning and jumping on, you know, live or, or you know, talking face to face, you know, Absolutely. it is still nerve wracking. It can be a struggle. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people see all of these people in social media and in business and entrepreneurs and going to networking events and this, that, and the other. And they see this amazing person get yeah. up and talk about, you know, the success that they've made and all these businesses that they own. But you don't see the person walk off stage and puke behind the stage because they're so nervous. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. it's like you don't see that side of it. Exactly. Um, so ab absolutely. I mean, that's probably the biggest piece of advice that I give so many of my clients is just start. Yeah. Just start somewhere. Yeah. Start anything yeah. and put it out there and see what happens because in my mind once you accept the fact that you're not going to please everyone and that not everyone is going to like you and that that's okay if you like yourself enough if you are passionate enough about what you're doing then it doesn't matter yes so just put it out there and you are bound to have people who like it. You, you know, it's like we have over 7 billion people on the planet. Yeah. I guarantee you there's at least one person out there who's like, no, I feel you. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm all about I'm going this. through it too. Yeah. 100%. I agree. I think that I, for me, it's about setting the bar really low, which mm -hmm. I think is really counterintuitive to a lot of people, mm -hmm. is where we like to, and it's another form of like this rationalization. There's a book called, that I reviewed on this podcast called The, uh, the War of Art by Stephen Pressfield and, and it talks a lot about weakness and how we use all these different forms of weakness and one of the different forms of weakness is rationalization and a lot of times we get stuck in this creative stage and we won't move to distribution because we'll rationalize that we have such high standards I like to take that and say no set the bar low like you need to put out one blog post this month like one this month one. if you do that you've won that's it that's fine as long as you're good everywhere else you, you put out one this month and see what happens. Yeah. Cool. Maybe we can do two next month. Let's talk about that. But a lot of people will say, I need to put out 30 this month, one a day, and they won't get one done because that, I mean, when you look at the top of that mountain, it's just like, I'm not even going to go. Mm -hmm. But if you just got to walk up that little tiny hill, you can do it. So I, I try to get people to flip it on its head and be like, no, no, not high standards really, really low standards. And then anything over that's a win. You're probably going to do more than one that month. Yeah. Anything over that's a win. We're winning this month. Yes. <laughs> that that mindset has this momentous, like it creates this momentum of like, wow, I did three this month. I was only supposed to do one. Maybe I can get four next month. As opposed to, I'm going to start with 30. And at the end of the month, you have zero. And the next month you go, man, I didn't even get one done. I, I'm not, this isn't meant for me. I can't do this. Uh -huh. it, it is. It could be meant for you. But making the standards lower psychologically, I think, is a, is a big part of the game. Do you have yeah. any, any help for people trying to start, like anything that you, oh my you, gosh, you, can, yeah. you can convince people? Or, like, <laughs> it's all yeah. about tricking them to start. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have to trick myself. <laughs> right. No, I mean, I think that that's, that's the key piece is, is taking it one step at a time because mm -hmm. I think that especially with all of these entrepreneurs and all of these businesses who are doing amazing things and have, you know, success and following whatever it is that you're looking to have, that you see something and you say, I want that, I want that life. Yeah. All you see is the quote unquote, like end result. Mm -hmm. And I feel like so many people are looking at these entrepreneurs and this, these businesses saying, okay, I have to do 30 posts a month because they did 30 posts a month. And it's like, it took them five years yeah. to get and there. They have five like, copywriters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I always kind of, um, I always relate it back to to like health and fitness. Yeah. Only because That's I funny. had no knowledge of it, and I struggled with my weight for 
my entire life really up until about a year ago where things luckily I had talked to the right people and I started to understand things I feel like business is so much like mm -hmm. having to work on your health trying to lose weight and things like that so if somebody is says wakes up in the morning and says I want to run a marathon you don't go down sign up and then run a marathon that's insane <laughs> exactly why would you ever do that you know and that's in my mind what these people what people are trying to do with the 30 posts in a month it's yeah. like no, no 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 bro you're not ready for that yeah and that's okay you gotta start at the beginning you know like let's go to the gym mm -hmm. let's look at a treadmill mm -hmm. do you know what that is <laughs> like let's start there you know absolutely and that's where when i talked with when i consult people that's where we sit down and it's like no 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 I don't want to see your Instagram. I don't want to talk about your website. I don't want to even look at your logo. Let's let's talk about you. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about who you are, why you do this. Exactly. You know, how long have you been doing this? How passionate are you? What's the driving force behind it? Because if you don't have all of that, if you don't have a foundation for it, then you you get tripped up on step two. Yeah. You know, let alone trying to get to step thirty, yeah. or you know, trying to get an end result by the end of the month. Mm -hmm. And I think that if people can take a moment to really just put everything aside to just say okay why am i doing this what is the purpose why what is my intention with this what do i want to see come out of it and 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 write it all down or tell it to someone whatever it is their process is but to get that out and to say this is what i want to do and this is why there is so much power in knowing that yeah. and i think that that why statement will change periodically throughout like your growth in business and that's fine but to have something at the end of the day to say you know what it didn't really work out today but i still believe in why i'm doing this mm -hmm. and that is such a powerful force that it can bring you into the next day to say okay let's try it again yep. let's do it again you know Absolutely. and because i think that that's that a lot of the time is that power that we're lacking that when we get stuck in that really lonely place of being an entrepreneur and being on your own and having friends and family go like i thought you said you were creating a business what are you doing right. you What's know what's going on how much money did you make this month yeah, yeah. exactly oh that's a fun question yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know stuff like that where it's like we get tripped up on all those things so much to where it's like but do you understand why you want to be here yes. what's the mission here and is that something that is deeply rooted in you enough to power you through the hard times because yes. if it's not then maybe we should rethink that first absolutely. not that we should scrap everything and you should go back to your nine to five that you hate absolutely but let's talk about something that's really powerful for you and that is going to serve you as you try to serve others absolutely i think that ah it, it's such good advice and i i kind of want to go micro too and then then maybe and i'll, I'll give you the floor to kind of close this out and talk about you know your goal and just give a call to action but I think it, that for me, I always, like when I started, I started in business when I was like 19. Mm -hmm. Earlier than that, really, when I was like 15, because my, my uncle had a uh, handyman company, but he was a tremendous salesman, and like he would hook up everything, and I like got to watch him in action. But I was the shyest kid ever. Like I hated talking to people. Calling somebody on the phone was the, <laughs> Terrifying. Oh my God. <laughs> I still remember it because my, my current foundation we're community partners with the Girl Scouts of San Diego. Mm -hmm. I still remember that phone call and I was I was I was in it like I, I had been in business like I knew what I was doing but that phone call and that voicemail uh, and I hung up the phone I was like they're never gonna call back mm -hmm. and she called me back three days later and she said hey our headquarters is down in Balboa Park we'd love to have a meeting with you sounds like you're doing amazing work and we're community partners with them for th almost three years now. Yeah. 
I, I, I was the shyest person ever in those phone calls and I remember overcoming all those things, but I remember listening to talks like this mm-hmm. where it would be like two people who seemed like they had made it, which I've definitely not made it. Mm-hmm. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I listen to these talks and it's like, wow, you know, I do need to figure out why. And then I go and I do all this work and then I'd be like, and I'd wake up in the morning and I'm like, what do I do? And I, that's why I mean it by micro. It's like, what, what do you have? And I can start again if you want. What do you have that's like tactically something that you do? How do you tactically go about it? Like, and I, for me, it really helped to like be super dry, like bare bones about it. Like, there's a lot of there's a couple influencers who have talked about this, and I and I want to reinforce it because I've had so much success. It's like Instagram DMs, Instagram DMs for something. So Instagram direct messages, and being able to go and search and being able to engage with lots of people who are in your target market or the people that you want to talk to. So let's say you have. We can use my specific specific example is that I manage an artist right now who's a portrait painter and I'm look, he, he makes incredible art digitally and we've had success building his Instagram profile because we'll sit there and we'll, we, on, on the Instagram app, once you've created your profile and you have somewhat of a portfolio and you have a website, you can go and you can search in a hashtag and the hashtags are like a a search mechanism or a category of how people find things on Instagram. So there's billions of posts mm-hmm. on Instagram. And the way that they categorize all is by using hashtags. Mm-hmm. So you could say hashtag cookies. I'm going to show you all of the cookie pictures that people have put on Instagram. Yeah. What we did for his art was I went and I searched hashtag dogs of San Diego or San Diego dogs. There's like the semantics of the words change which, which category you get. I think it's San Diego Dogs is a big one. It has like 80,000 posts. So there's mm. all of these dogs in San Diego. And what I did was on, from the artist profiles, I would go in there and I would go and I would follow, follow three of their posts. I would like three of their posts and I would follow and I would say, and I, there's a little button that says you can direct message and I would say, hey, I love your page. We're doing a promo, promo for Instagram influencers and we're giving a discount or we're doing something for free. And I would offer value right up front and not be like, hey, you want to buy my thing? Yeah. Hey, what's up? Thanks for checking this. Give me some of your money. I would be like, hey, we're doing something for people. If you know, And I would just be super polite and I would slide in there and just say, we're doing a discount. We're doing something special. If you have time, I would love to chat. If you don't, thank you for so much for taking the time to read this. That's all. You've given them some love. You like their stuff. You followed their page. They have another follower and you offered something up front. And you can do that at scale and you can engage with your primary market through Instagram DMs. So like yep. one thing that you could do tomorrow is you can wake up and from your Instagram account, you can press that little search button, you can go into the hashtags of whatever your target market is. If you're, if you're a, a bridal, I, I, have a, I was doing some consulting for somebody who has a bridal hair company. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, there's tons of couples accounts on Instagram. Why don't you reach out to the couples accounts and be like, hey, if you've got, you know, there's even an engaged couples hashtag on Instagram where you can see all of the couples who are not yet married but are engaged. And mm-hmm. if you're doing bridal hair, it's probably a great group of people to talk to because you can slide in there and be like, hey, I'm doing something for people on Instagram. I want to be a part of the Instagram community. 50% off a service or you know, it, whatever works for your business, that's something you can do right then and there and engage. And you can, in, you can interact with potentially a couple hundred people a day from your phone sitting next to the pool. It's yep. so like tactically, Instagram DMs. One of the, it's been one of the most effective things for me. Absolutely. And I mean, it's a huge piece that I use with Support SD Local Absolutely. Too. I mean, and I think that so often people will do that. You know, like, you know, people know that there are DMs. Sliding into the mm-hmm. DMs is a thing, and mm-hmm. we all know about that. Mm-hmm. But I think that oftentimes people will try to sell first, mm-hmm. and 
you know, you can hear dozens and dozens of, you know, encouraging motivational speakers that will say the same thing. But, you know, I will always and forever serve, 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 serve mm -hmm. before I try to sell. Mm -hmm. And it works out great for Support SD Local because it's a very social kind of community driven right. platform. But for me, I use that constantly. I will go out and I will either I'll go find accounts that I love and that are aligned with what I do. And then I'll look at their followers to say if, you know, if I find a coffee shop who has, you know, live music and has a community, you know, platform where they bring in groups and they have talks and they do charity work, it was like, okay, those are my people. Yeah. And so then I'll go look at the people who think they are their people. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, we could probably be friends. We have something in common. And so from there, I'll go and interact with those people like their like their posts and and shoot them a DM. But it's also something that it's it can't be artificial yeah. because people see through it so fast. Absolutely. And I will I will give that advice to people and they say, well, I did. I went and I liked three posts and then I followed them <laughs> and then I sent them a DM and I told them about my product and I haven't heard back from them. And it's like because they know what you're doing. They yeah, see you. Yeah, like they see yeah. that they see the effort being made, but you know, they're not buying into it because they don't know you. Right. They don't trust you. And that's where I think that people kind of miss this opportunity to see each other as human beings. That that account or that brand or that business, it's a person behind all of that. Mm -hmm. And that person wants to be heard and wants to be seen and wants to be understood and wants to feel accepted, just like all of us mm -hmm. do. And if we can get if we can you know dumb it all down to that point to just say don't go out there and try to sell your product use instagram to go and connect with people and you know and and really do engage but go and try to make a friend first yeah go and try to make a friend before you try to sell them something because you're more you're much more likely to buy something from a friend that you trust rather than some random salesperson trying to shove a product in your face 100%. you know and that's kind of where i think that there's so much value in using social media i think that if people aren't using Instagram and Facebook and things like that, you are very much missing out on a massive opportunity. Mm -hmm. It's a free platform. Mm -hmm. It's an amazing creative place. There's literally billions of people using it. It's perfect. But if you don't take the time to really open yourself up to people and have the empathy to say, you know, I understand that you might not have the money right now, but I think that this, that my product or my service could be great with you for you. So let's just connect as human beings first. Mm. And maybe eventually down the road, you could possibly use me, but if you don't, at least we still are friends. At least you know me, and maybe you can refer me to somewhere else or to someone else who might need it and can afford it. And in that place, I feel like you are then, you're moving away from sales and you're moving more into networking and you're building community. Yes. And if you can build this this aura of you and your brand and your mission to say i care about people and i want to serve people and i want to help people people will probably trust you more <laughs> they'll see that effort and people appreciate that because social media can be such a superficial place yeah. and it's so easy to hide behind computer screens there are trolls for a reason it's really it's really <laughs> we we've invented the word yeah, yeah you know it's like there's so many of it it's so frequent that we had to label it yeah. kind of thing you know and it's I can't even be mad at people for it because I get it. I understand that it's so much easier to voice your opinions, good or bad, when you don't have to watch the person react to it. Absolutely. I get that. But if we can 
try to calm our inner mean girls a little bit and say, I just want to be seen and they probably want the same. Mm -hmm. How can we help each other in this way? There's only good that can come from it. Absolutely. And yeah. that's what that's where I get super. Yeah. <laughs> I get all excited about Instagram. No, I think I think because maybe that, that's a great segue into the close for SD Local because I, I I think that that page that that's the energy that it embodies is that we actually care about what you're doing and we want to help you get to more people. Mm-hmm. If it works out for us too, great. But we actually want to see you succeed. So maybe mm-hmm. maybe that's a great segue into you and I mean just close with what can what do you, what do you do for people and what what do you what what would you want to tell people? Yeah. Um, Honestly, I, if anything could come from talking about Support SD Local, I would love for people to just be able to know and accept Support SD Local as a truly heartfelt brand that really does just want to help. Mm-hmm. Um, what I do does not bring in boatloads of cash, and it it has brought me a lot of struggle because of that but it's so worth it every time Mm -hmm. when i get to see people say oh my gosh that post brought in so many new customers or you know i had so many people say that they loved the photo that you that you posted you know so i would love it if people could could see it for that and also know that there are other options there there is another way of doing marketing Mm -hmm. and connecting with people and and to just continue to stay engaged and to know that when you know when you get a response back from support sd local it is me it is a person and i love you and i love what you're doing (laughs) and that's why i message back i message every single person i can if i get the notification i will jump on and i periodically will go through every single one of my posts just to double check that there wasn't anyone left behind because that is that is what's important to me is that everyone knows that they are being seen and that that I care yeah. that it means the world to me that people support what I'm doing and that I want to support them back yeah. um, and that's where you know we we were at a place I was partnering um, with another San Diegan we she's now doing SD foodies and mm-hmm. we're working together to do just to kind of build up San Diego in that way and before when she had it, it was just an Instagram page and, a, you know, it was really fun and, and she has the same values, the same mission that I do and she was really driven. And when I took it over, it was like, this is this is a massive opportunity to do so much good yeah. for this city. Yeah. So we've got a new website rolling out. We're going to have a blog. We're going to be featuring people. We're going to have guest uh, bloggers come on so that they can talk about whatever it is that they'd like. I'm going to be interviewing people, diving deeper into people's personal stories and their whys and their missions. It'll be then a podcast. There's lots of yeah, awesome yeah. things coming. So, um, so who I love, and I want to do a round two with you on this and like dig into why you care about people being seen. Cause mm-hmm. I think that there's a story there mm-hmm. and I, I, I want to, who do you, th- who is, Sandy or support SD local for who who should contact you? How should they contact you? Um, well, if they, the easiest way at this point is to shoot me a DM, okay. um, but also they can email me uh, Kelly at supportsdlocal.com. Um, but it's small businesses, um, entrepreneurs, creatives, people who are trying to do good for the community using their passions and Mm -hmm. and using their skills and just contributing to San Diego in the best way that they know how Mm -hmm. with a heart-centered mission, that is my, those are my people, you know, that is my tribe. So I'm just kind of trying to build on that community of people who want to to help and to serve, and I wanna serve them so that they can serve better. Um, So 
I'm not, there really, there isn't anyone that's excluded from that, you know, and it doesn't matter if, you know, I, I actually just wrote a blog post trying to define what local is to me. Mm -hmm. Local is not native. You don't have to be born here. You don't have to live here. You could be visiting. It doesn't matter. But if you live local, if you think local, if you love local, mm -hmm. then you are a San Diego local and you are aligned with what we do. So we just want to to serve those people who share that that mindset and that perspective and and share the love for San Diego and want to see it grow. It's beautiful. I like I said I you've you've shown so much love uh, in this in, in my direction and for for what we do and I, I was I'm still am and continue to be blown away by by the support and the empathy. You said when you talked about your mom, I'm like, "Oh my god, she's here." <laughs> <laughs> thank yep. you. Thank you so much and to anybody listening to this like you're genuine and it, it's hard to find people who truly want to support others and who truly care about them as a person and understand their why and understand their mission and will take the time to be there in that energy and you truly are one of those people so anybody who is listening and just wants to have a conversation like i think you're just somebody cool to talk to so thank you thank you thank you, thank you for taking your time and uh is there anything that you want to close with or we can just head out with that um yeah i mean i just want to share my gratitude for you yeah, having me course, on. Course, Thank you so much yeah, for, yeah. for, you know, reaching out and for also like being vulnerable to share so much of mm -hmm. what you do and, and the whole mission, the, the whole reason why I was so down yeah. to partner with you without even really talking about how we were going to do it yeah. or what it even is and then what it, how to define it um, is that I feel the exact same way. Thank you. Um, from hearing you speak at events to seeing you in person to seeing your post on Instagram, it's all <laughs> yeah. the same. Yeah. I mean, and the fact that the fact that you're able to switch from each of these different scenarios and still be the same person and still have the same message message and still have the same love for everyone, whether you're struggling or not, whether you're trying to build yourself up or pull yourself out of the hole, mm -hmm. you know, the, yeah. the love that you have is so, Thank so <laughs> obvious and is so felt and is truly inspiring Thank and um, has been a huge driving force actually for wanting to support SD Local. You have been, yeah top three of why wow. yeah of why i'm building this because if i can help people even if i can just scrape the surface of helping people yeah. of how you do wow then my mission is complete so um so thank you for yeah. what you do well i'm gonna spend the rest of the day trying to internalize this comments <laughs> <laughs> to everybody listening if you've if you've made it this far thank you so much and uh until next time that was culture 002, which is Kelly Swan. I'm, I'm still sitting in a library that we recorded this episode in, and I'm just kind of breaking down how to put one of these podcasts out. But if you made it all the way through that episode, I am truly humbled and thankful for your attention and your time. And if there's anything that you want me to talk about, there's lots of different people on this show and really just trying to open up empathy and tell people stories and give people a platform. So if you know somebody would like to be on the show, if there's something you'd like me to talk about, please feel free to reach out. My Instagram is at mattburn, M-A-T-T-B-U-R-N underscore O-W-O. Please send me a message and thank you so much for your time.